Beto O'Rourke supporters were filmed beating a pinata that resembled President Trump during a recent rally in El Paso. Beto condemned the behavior, mostly because he's sensitive to that sort of behavior, ever since he was beaten like a pinata by Ted Cruz in November. Aw, Beto. Oh, too soon, too soon. Can't YouTube. be Catch oh. <laughs> YouTube announced it is no longer promoting conspiracy theory videos. You know, I can't be sure, but I have a feeling the lizard people are behind this. Uh, this is Alex Jones. I agree with you. Uh, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg returned to the bench yesterday. So the other justices had to go back to putting their names on food in the break room. Uh, the Trump administration is trying to end the worldwide criminalization of homosexuality. Uh, homosexuality cannot be prosecuted as long as perpetrators enroll in Mike Pence's Camp Gayaway. I went there one summer. <laughs> Democratic Senator of Minnesota Amy Klobuchar announced her presidential bid in blizzard-like conditions earlier this month. Apparently, she's such a pain to work for, even the sun doesn't want to be part of her presidential campaign. <laughs> a sealed test cartridge of Super Mario Brothers sold at auction for $100,000. The buyers can't wait to get the cartridge home and blow on it until it works. It's my favorite joke of all time. And finally, the Democratic presidential race has gotten a little more crowded with Bernie Sanders announcing that he's running for president... Announcing that he's walking for president, that he's strolling for, that he had some young, vibrant, and healthy person who works for him file paperwork that allows him to be a presidential candidate. Hey. And the Trump Report starts now. Wow. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz. Ah, uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blood. Joined as always by Tamara Brown. Hey there. And Scott Moore when hey he's guys. not when he's not playing Carmen San Diego. Right. When he's actually around <laughs> that's an old reference now. Yes, it, it, it is. Yeah. So. But you know, who's watching this show? Kids? No. Maybe. Welcome if you are. Great. Um, At least I got the reference though. Yeah, well, that's really what it was for. <laughs> And of all the shows for our friend Chelsea to not be here, mm -hmm. we're not going to talk about Bernie right now. But uh, Bernie running for president, and I had like several legitimate legal questions for her. So uh, Scott and Tamara, hopefully you guys have watched a lot of Judge Judy lately because I'll just <laughs> ask you guys yep. and uh, see what you think. Well, let's start with uh, the big story since uh, the last time we were on and kind of the uh, the story that's looming over all of our heads. President Trump has declared a national emergency and, uh, as such, approved giving himself some money to uh, build a border wall, which, uh, according to the New York Times, I'm sorry, according to the failing mm -hmm. New York Times, uh, <laughs> will provoke a constitutional clash, uh, which is a lot less exciting than Clash of the Titans, but uh, <laughs> also kind of interesting to read about. Uh, Scott, I'll start with you about uh, the declaration, and I'm going to just assume you're better read about this than I am. So what are people who are smarter than me think about this? And I'll probably agree with them. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I mean, this is where we need Schoolhouse Rock, another old oh, reference. Yeah. But, you know, well, talk I am about just the clash of Capitol the Constitution. Hill, yeah. we, we, could, uh, we could all learn about what a national emergency actually is and, and what it entails and where that dividing line is between the president and Congress. And um, no more or less, I mean, this is... For him to go after his base again, let's just call it what it is, um, because we've already started to see him shift on his policy of 
oh no, let's uh, let's not build the wall. Let's finish the wall. Like now, he's already talking. Like oh, they've already been building the wall, and um, <laughs> it's really to go after for his base to say, look, I have tried every single possible option that I can do for you to to build this wall as I promised. Uh, everyone else, you know, it's everyone else's fault uh, as to why it didn't get done, or maybe in this case, now he's going to say it was built and done in 2020, and you know, he'll have some stock footage of some beautiful wall. Um, but I, the the issue is is the fact that um, you know what it goes down to is Congress had not funded this wall, and he's turned around and declaring a national emergency, um, and it's a very loose term with the national emergency when they first did this act. I believe it was back in. Um, 1970s and revise it and in the 1980s uh, of, of what constitutes a national emergency you know, on one hand you could say it's very vague for a president to be able to to do it as he sees fit but on the other hand when you see you know the things that he's already commented on and obviously what he said in the press conference and then saying that he didn't have to do this and saying that if it was a true national emergency and and congress decided not to fund it and they're the ones that that hold the purse strings it it just proves that in the big picture it's not but what he's hoping is that it'll go through the courts and then eventually it'll get the Supreme Court and, you know, he's hoping for a five to four win that he'd be able to do it. But regardless, it goes back to what I've said since 2016. The wall will never, ever, ever happen um, because we still see uh, there's stuff going on from the early to mid 2000s in litigation, especially in Texas, where they want to do the wall with landowners. So even if you were to get the approval from the Supreme Court and then you were to do construction and you were to continue to get money for it, um, it's going to be held up in court through individual litigation issues for years and years to come uh, with individual landowners. So, uh, Tamara, if uh, he he seems to President Trump seems to think he has a really uh, sure footing uh, through the courts, if he's so sure that he can do this, do you think that he needed to really include in the in that statement? And look, I know this is going to go through the courts. Believe me, I'm going to win. Not the Ninth Circuit, but definitely like so. He knows it's going to go to the Supreme Court. So he he knows in just announcing it that like, oh yeah yeah, I, can't, I really can't do this. Uh, but it's going to go all the way up to the Supreme Court. And uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Kavanaugh, you know, and, and it's less about him than the fact that he's the most recent appointee. Well, uh, he's the one that would tip the yeah yeah right. The, uh, the wall will be approved once it gets up to that level, uh, but it will be a, a wall made of beer cans. Well, he does like yes. beer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, uh, I think Sully will actually be there for the uh, the uh, ribbon cutting mm-hmm. uh, on the beer can wall. I had an idea. I don't know why Trump doesn't. I, I feel like the administration is the smartest tactic for them to take would just be like, we did it. Right. We built that's, the wall. Exactly. We, it's there. And, and use, it's beautiful. And, and, and like, you can even like. <laughs> Release the, those conservative groups that are so meme heavy of just like un, um, just completely fabricated, uh, you know, the Pizzagate kind of uh, organizations oh. with the memes. Just show just like release these photos of like the Hoover Dam or the <laughs> the the Vietnamese uh, or the Great Wall. The, the, the Great Wall. No, the Vietnam Veterans Wall, wall yeah. in D.C. But also, as and I be said, like, see what we, we put the so look at our beautiful border wall. And we even put veterans names on it and just that's pretty put, great. Put actually. These, but just <laughs> yeah, because I mean, if you say, say like it's, they're not going to fact if check you it. say that it's built. It doesn't matter if Jim Acosta goes down to the border, and he's the one who would go, to show you, like, look, it's not here. Just be like, well, no, that's fake news. They mm-hmm. won't believe like, it. He went somewhere it's else. Just... He went across the street from the wall. Why Why are we even splitting hairs over what to lie about now? Just say you built the wall. Just throw out some photos of walls. Your base will be happy. Exactly. You'll be happy. And you'll be done. 
like I said, they've already started by saying they're building the wall now. So he's saying, oh, let's finish the wall. So We're going to finish the wall. He's already starting to turn it in that direction, but... Yeah, and uh, amongst the uh, the lawsuits so far is there are 16 mm-hmm. states that uh, are saying that uh, they're that diverting these federal funds will actually hurt their states. Uh, some of them are border states. I don't know if 16 states border Mexico. I'm getting <laughs> not that smart, but I think they don't. But people are joining in. Now, you're not going to get all 50 states, but uh, – or as uh, – uh, uh, last I counted, I think there's 50. Uh, you never know. Um, <laughs> but I think that, uh, the, you know, this is this is where I, I would have asked Chelsea about this, and, and I probably wouldn't have understood the answer, and I just would have gone, oh, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because she, you know, she's, she's, again, who isn't smarter than me? That's the, the big takeaway here. Uh, so, but I, I don't know. I mean, Scott, as you hear sort of these states, you know, the case they're making, do you think that they have... Uh, uh, a, a decent legal footing, and again, you're not Judge Judy. But well, I, I think they do. I, you know, of course, it, it comes down to the 16 states either have a Democratic governor, a Democratic uh, Attorney General, or, or both. Um, so when you do, oh, so a state like Virginia, yes. that has a Democratic yes. governor and a Democratic, <laughs> and actually Virginia general. is one of them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, uh, Maryland, surprisingly, even though they have a Republican governor, has a, a Democratic AG. But every other state that's involved—Michigan, uh, Minnesota, um, Nevada. The only two border states are California and um, and New Mexico. And California. Oh, really? Arizona didn't get in on and this. Arizona did not. Oh. Or Texas. You really of course. would have Surprising. expected. Yes. Well, no, Texas. I I, I wouldn't have been shocked only yeah. because the it depends on how much money those landowners have yeah. on the border. Yeah. Which and, Texas does have. Yeah, a lot and and how many you know how, how much uh, they can buy some of their their elected officials be like uh, this is really important to us mm-hmm. and we know if it's important to us it's important to your reelection campaign. Right. I mean, what important to you? <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Tamara, the point that, uh, some of these cases are making is they're using his own words against him. Yep. He says, I didn't need to do this. I didn't need to declare a national emergency. Okay. Then why did you, um, that seems to make too much sense. So that probably won't hold up in court, <laughs> right? Because of how logical that is. Like he said, he didn't need to do it. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, isn't everybody referring to it as the uh, fake national emergency? I feel like every every pundit is calling it like the can't we can't we just call anything a national emergency now? Yeah. The there's no more. We we had a third less of those candy hearts at Valentine's Day that say things on them. That's a national like emergency. Be mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you flip it over, it says. I mean, if that's okay with you, I don't want to come on too strong. I realize it's 2019, <laughs> but you'll know, be mine if you want. Um, and if you don't, that's okay. <laughs> thank you. By the way, thank you for finishing that thought. Um, the key is, I guess, that uh, even even some of uh, the tried and true uh, Trump brigade is uh, not entirely or even remotely on board with this, um, with uh, – Ann Coulter being uh, somebody mm-hmm. who has drawn the ire of President Trump, which, you know, welcome to the, you know, being in line with the rest of the country. Uh, but I think that uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of reasons to not like her, but 
when she doesn't like somebody, and maybe if you don't like that person too, it, it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like in a radio interview on Friday, she said, the only national emergency is that our president is an idiot. <laughs> now, if Chris Cuomo says that on CNN, that's not that funny. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if Stephen Colbert says that, that's, that's still, you know, it's like, okay, it's kind of funny. The but, enemy of my enemy. Right, but then it's like, enemy. oh, burn. <laughs> and uh, she also said, thank God he's relieved me of any responsibility for what he's been doing. Because the point is that for her, the wall was kind of the only thing that mattered. Right. And, uh, you know, I think that it was just like, whatever, just build a wall. And, you know, look, there are a lot of uh, one-issue people like that who only cared about Supreme Court. Our friend George Yard resident is very adamant. He just wants the wall. He thinks that uh, it'll make America safer and possibly great again. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I, I think – I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth or on your hat. Uh, uh, with that Sturgeard resident. That's one of our friends in the chat. I shouldn't assume everybody knows. For uh, those who watch live on YouTube, Name you know he's on there. Yeah, he's one of our BFFs. He's been a guest mm-hmm. on this show before. That's right. Yep. Um, in any case, uh, what do you think it means? And I'm not asking Tamara, what do you think of Ann Coulter? But what do you think it means when Donald Trump loses someone like Ann Coulter, who um, I think her last book was called In Trump We Trust... Uh, e pluribus awesome, I think was the subtitle. I'm almost positive on both of those counts. Because when you are, I think it means that sociopaths implode. Like when you build your um, your ring of people that surround you by people who it's all about favors and it's all about, there's no like legitimate loyalty built on uh in actual, you know, like human integrity. So, of course, it all like starts to implode and crumble. And that's why this his administration has had, you know, firing uh, um, resigns and more than any other one. Like this, it's just chaos. It's like a, it's like a, you know, middle school locker room. This administration, as far as who's friends with who at what time and who's not talking to who when. And this is just an example of, you know, Trump and Coulter are two rival cheerleaders that are just mm-hmm. mad at each other right now. Uh, I know uh, I know enough about her, and uh, I, I'm going to bet that this is the positioning for next year's book. I have no idea what the mm-hmm. title is, but I, I'm pretty sure that uh, where she's at right now is uh, she's just focused on that because it's always about, uh, about moving product, you know. Right. I mean, uh, she's... Uh, you know, I think that people would find this hard to believe, but she's she's very smart when it comes to selling herself. Like the timing sure. of her, hu- like these are these aren't her hugely. I don't think anybody comments. would deny that. Yeah, she's very, well. The, no, me saying she's very smart, I think would get people to be like, well, I don't know. She's very smart mm-hmm. about that, and uh, look, she has a lot of information inside of her head. She just pre- uh, uh, processes it differently than uh, some of you might. Um, I, I don't have as big a head. Well, wait, that's a, that was an insult. I actually didn't mean that. Oh, well. Too late now. Oh, you know how Ann watches the show, too. Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, I feel like, I'm not sure, but I feel like this story is not going to go away. I think mm. we might end up talking about this uh, over the course of the next couple weeks. I would say the next couple months, really, when you think about... I mean, it's going to get more on the back burner, but as as it progresses, and I, and I would add that I think Ann Coulter's incredibly smart, and she's like Trump in the same way that she's always trying to get that next uh, news cycle hit, and uh, that she does everything to some degree for attention, of course. And so that's why her and Trump have always sort of been simpatico because of that. Yeah. And uh, like you said, I think she's now, you know, 
setting the tone for whatever her next book deal, whatever that's going to be leading up to the election now. Um, and, and it's it's a good strategy for her because, you know, she says these things to get the most yeah, attention I mean, that she, she possibly can. I think what started all of this is that she said that this this uh, national emergency is, is basically is only being done to placate the idiots who are Donald Trump's base. And that's what she said. That is right. not what I'm saying. No, and that's yeah. exactly what she so said. So yeah. what does this cost her? Like, has anybody, have any people who love her turned against her in any way? Like, no, that would she's be getting my to question. do more interviews. Yeah, yeah. So, so exactly. Yeah. It's a win-win for I mean, her. Because and, even and people it's, who it's, love Trump. In a way, it's, it's a win for um you know the, I guess Democrats too, and just in that, like if we can slowly chip away at his base, to you know, you can be conservative Republican, but you don't have to support this man child who has very large hands, despite what <laughs> everyone says. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, very excited about the lawsuit, and you know what? So are we. We'll uh, get mm-hmm. to look towards that. Uh, so, uh, moving towards uh, another uh, former friend of the president, uh, Michael Cohen. Uh, before, uh, what I love, I'm going to read this whole headline because uh, it, it's definitely like, you know, bearing the lead about uh, just, you know, reminding you who the person is. It says, Trump speaks in bigoted words in private and has no moral character in defrauding people. His former fixer, Michael Cohen, will tell Congress before going to prison. So, you know, kind of like, hey, this guy's this guy's got obviously a bad guy too, but he would know. Um I, I don't know. Um which one do you think, Tamara, if only one could be true? Speaking in bigoted words in private or having no moral character and defrauding people. Just in a hypothetical world where only one of those things could exist. Definitely the second one, because I do find it hard to believe. I mean, as much as I, you know, it may, would make sense that he speaks in bigoted terms behind closed doors, I don't think he's smart enough to not accidentally ever say something in public. Yeah. So I would say if one was less true, it would be the bigoted terms one. Yeah, I would I, I would think that, uh, you know, he certainly learned that uh, every mic is a hot mic and he's often being recorded sometimes by Omarosa. Uh, so <laughs> I think that if maybe that was true at some point in his life, uh, I think we he does. Had... I, I think he doesn't. I, I don't think he, he does now. You know, I, I, I can't imagine uh, you know, and it's always hard to imagine things, but uh, or especially after the, um, uh, you know, the um, uh, inside not inside edition, the bus when the grab Access grab Hollywood. Yeah, oh, the Access, Access Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. tapes came out. Like his people probably swept every single like interview that he had done for the past twenty years to just make sure that there wasn't any sort of other thing like that in existence. Um, yeah, and I mean, if you. If you believe uh, Tom Arnold and who doesn't, uh, he thinks that uh, Mark Burnett has hours and hours of outtakes from The Apprentice. Uh, and I believe Tom uh, Tom Arnold has specifically said that uh, he knows that he used the N-word uh, mm-hmm. in some of these outtakes. But again, but, if he did, his like his base doesn't care. They're fine with that. Are you going out on a limb and saying <laughs> that President Trump's base could use racial slurs? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that they would excuse him saying that just uh, as, oh, it was a long time ago he yeah, said times that. Are or he did, yeah, like they'll just, there'll be a million reasons why it was fine that he used the N word should something like that. We're very, 
being very speculative right, right now. We're right. saying they don't agree with what he said, but... but no, we don't agree, we don't agree with what he said, them, but he's, but he's pretty you sure. know, ultimately... I'm pretty sure he yeah. was listening to Tupac at the time, and he was just singing along. He didn't know any better. Sorry, Tupac. I don't know why I dragged you into that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Scott, it wasn't that long ago that Donald Trump said that... Uh, was he the one who said that I could walk down Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. and shoot somebody? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. so I just want to make sure that was him. Um, started to think that, like, oh, no, he could definitely walk yeah. down Fifth Avenue and shoot someone. Now, do you think if he killed someone, maybe there's a problem? Or, mm. or if he just kind of grazes them in the shoulder... <laughs> I mean, you know, sort of like know, a, the grace in the shoulder would be better for him, yes. Yeah. But if he killed someone, I'm sure he would then say, like a it was Dick all Cheney, you shoot your best friend in the face when you're hunting. Yep. Yeah. 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 He'd be like, yep. Yep. <laughs> it would be all, you know. It was self defense. Yeah, so, it would be fake news. Uh, Out to get him. Michael Cohen uh, can't speak about uh, the Mueller investigation, but he's allowed to talk about the man that Trump is. Uh, so, uh, which. It seems like a good time to check in on the Mueller investigation. Um, what's going on? Like, where, where is it? Uh, you know, Trump has lawyers that say it's not going to come out because it doesn't say anything, which I do find that hard to believe that, it, you know, I mean, if for some reason we were never to read, I, I think that report will be submitted to, you know, someone. Yeah. You know, the name might rhyme with Belosi. You know, I, I'm just <laughs> guessing that she'll see it at some point. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I, I I don't know. I mean, I I find that to be impossible. I was gonna say highly unlikely. Like mm-hmm. that, it's gonna come out at some point. Um, how long do you think it is, and and where is the impeachment clock? It's been stuck at the like eleven fifty eight for a while. It has been. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, and again, it goes back to what we've said on the show before. The fact is, none of us have any idea where it is and exactly what they have found in this investigation right now. Everyone can say, oh, we've heard this or we can see that or it's almost done. I mean, how many times did Rudy Giuliani say it was going to be done within the month and that was, you know, a year and a half ago? Nobody really has any idea. And, you know, you you can have both sides framing it. One side that, that's pro-Trump will say they haven't found anything, so that's why they keep looking and looking and looking. Then you get the other side that says they are dealing with so much they're trying to piece it all together and it takes a lot of time. And as I've also said on the show... It has to be so airtight because of the fact that Iron it's been clad. it's been called a witch hunt and a hoax for so long that they cannot leave anything unturned and they have to make sure it's so buttoned up and airtight before they deliver, you know, this final report on whenever that may be. Um, you know, I, I do think it's getting closer to at least some kind of conclusion um, just by the fact that with Bill Barr in now as attorney general and Rosenstein staying, he's ste- stepping away. I feel he wouldn't step away at this point, if he didn't think that it was at least coming closer to an end um, because of the fact that now you'd have two new people there uh, overseeing this this investigation uh, that haven't been there from the beginning, and, and then you don't know maybe what things they might be doing to try to curtail it or um, diminish its effectiveness. And so I do think for that point, with him leaving in mid-March, supposedly, that it might be getting closer. But none of us really have any idea. And for anyone to say that they do, they have no they have no idea. No, Tamara, you know. When is it coming out? <laughs> um, next Thursday. Really? Yeah. So wait, not not two days from... So a week from... Like two days. So like nine like days this from... This Thursday, a week, <laughs> a week, a week after. Okay. So yeah. February 28th. Okay. See, yeah. I, I was wondering if they were going to just release it on St. Paddy's Day, you know, have it, people are already Fool's celebrating. Day. That's when they're oh. going to... Now, see, you're onto something. I think it, well, then if we're doing, then Cinco de Mayo, shouldn't it come out then? (laughs) That would be really Well, and and you can have margaritas and and taco bowls from Trump Tower celebrate. Well, I think whatever day, there'll probably be uh, people on both sides of the aisle uh, drinking. 
you know, I think just, uh, you know, different different kinds of drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, R. Scott Brown, this is to backtrack for a moment, says, uh, Ann Coulter probably already has a book written entitled How I Got Trump to Build That Wall. You are probably <laughs> right that uh, whatever the book is, it's, it's, it's already written. Oh, yeah. And then there's probably like, all right, I, I got to change these mm-hmm. parts before it, uh, it, it comes out. Um, anyway, let us know what you're thinking about all of those things. Um, I do want to talk about something that I cannot believe that Chelsea is not here for. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is going to run for president again, and he called uh, President Trump a pathological liar, a fraud, a racist, a sexist. And Trump was like, and <laughs> I won. Um, Bernie Sanders is 77 years old, uh, and uh, uh there's a reason that Larry David doesn't have to do anything different to do his impression of him on SNL. <laughs> that he's the same Larry David as he's on Curb mm-hmm, Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, uh, you know, I, I know that once uh, I, I drew the ire of uh, Tamara on the show because I said someone had an annoying voice who was a woman. Um, he has a very annoying voice. He is the, he is the man with the annoying voice, I would say. Uh, he's always yelling about stuff I, I don't know, I don't care about. I know it's all important to Chelsea. But um, also, by the way, were you on you were on the text chain earlier from our friend Drexel, yes. who uh, donated money to all the other Democrats running mm-hmm. as soon as Bernie announced. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't think that's a secret. Well, maybe it was. <laughs> Whoops. But anyway, I just thought it was really funny. You didn't say how much it was. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I didn't say how much it was. I just liked that he did that. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. Um, I think that uh, there was a moment in time where there was a big movement movement behind Bernie. Uh, it's it's kind of like how, uh, to me, Hillary's moment in time was eclipsed by Obama in two thousand eight and two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. as close as it was. And yes, she won the popular vote. That felt like it. Ha- that was really where the moment was. I think for Bernie, and you can certainly uh, you know point to the way that the Democratic Party was in the tank for Hillary, and you know things went against uh, against his candidacy. Um, I it just doesn't feel like the moment right now. Um, uh, Tamara, I, I think we're all getting tired of like another candidate and another candidate and another candidate, and the only people not running for president right now are us three on this panel. Unless, well, funny you should you mention some, that though. because uh, I'll have an announcement no. in the snow next Sunday. Yep. Has there been has there ever been a single term president who's the the part the new president was of the same party? Yes. Oh, wait. You mean like they lost or they weren't asked to run again yeah. for real? Well, oh, yes, it's happened quite a few times. Did it past. happen to like a Whig president? Is it yeah, that we're talking about that far ago. A lot of different presidents in the past, yes. So, um, uh, yeah, because there can be – and there can be uh, primary challengers uh, and, and uh, I guess things like that. Why don't oh, we yeah. have a Republican challenger? Well, that's a there's, possibility. There's been, there's been like a, a very slight rumbling of that. But yes. I, I think nobody wants to get flattened like that. Like, you know, the, the Trump machine will just, you know. Really? I, I well, you would so. think that maybe a conservative of conscience yeah. would feel like, you know, let me speak to the real conservatives who, you know, held their nose and voted for I, Trump. And I thought been, Jeff I Flake mean, was supposed to, like, throw his hat in or something like I that. I mean, William Weld has talked about it. Um, but uh, look, Yeah, he was the one that I was trying to remember, actually, yeah, William Weld. Yeah, it's... It's not as easy as it used to be. I mean, it used to be, too, that, that we, we didn't vote in, in the primaries and the party selected their candidate. 
Um, and so it's happened a lot of times in the past where either the president wasn't very popular and they went with a different candidate. Um, yeah, I mean, and Ted Kennedy challenged, Ted Kennedy challenged, challenged Jimmy Carter. And, and Ronald and Reagan he, and challenged way, Ford in 76. And, 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 and Ted Kennedy murdered a woman. And he still challenged, you know, I mean, sorry, is that uh, that's homicide, right? When you leave her yes. to drown in a car. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's not like yeah. we didn't know that story. And he's like, he came but, close to, uh, you know, replacing Jimmy Carter as the Democratic uh, candidate. But um, I was, I'm not going to go touch that about the... The drying thing in uh, I'm, I'm, pretty, but, I'm pretty sure that happened, but, but uh, you yes. know, I wasn't there. It's true, but, I wasn't uh, there. But it's, it's happened a lot in the past, and then you, you do you see that in um, uh, even in '92, Pat Buchanan was thinking about running against uh, and against to start against, against, against H-W. George H.W. So, but happen, I can't but. think of it recently where it actually like nobody ran against Bill Clinton I or feel Obama. Like if there was a time where that was going to happen, now is the time. That I, it, it's it just should. harder when you have. Uh, a, a president, you know, it, it's it's harder to to do that friendly fire and go against someone of your own party, um, and so it, it it would be something that most people don't do because of the fact it's 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 so divisive and it's divisive for the party in general that most people would be like we're we're going to bow out and, and sort of wait our turn kind of thing. Um, that's why you don't see it happen that often, um, especially today. Uh, it's just it, it really it would be very hard to to, to get the support um, for enough people to be able to uh, jump ship and, and vote for another. Uh, Republican in that sense. Um, but back to Bernie for a second. Tamara, how many people do you think will support Bernie just because their Prius still has this sticker on from 2016 <laughs> and they just figure it'll be easier to, you know, be like, yeah, that's my guy, Bernie exclamation yeah. point. Just because they've all, this is a very specific Los Angeles reference, but just because they want it see the inside of that diner at Wilshire and Fairfax, that <laughs> old old vintage diner, Los Angeles landmark that has been turned into a headquarters for, for Bernie. Um, yeah, I, that's a very real possibility. Um, I've seen friends divided already who's definitely for Bernie, definitely yeah. against Bernie. It's just like, there's there's no candidate so far that stands out as a, as a plausible choice. No, I mean, what he does have, obviously, he has the name recognition. He has people who voted for him in large numbers in the past. Now, he, were he to win, he would, I believe, be 79 when he's sworn, yes. sworn in. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure that that's around the time that we took away my grandfather's car, but that's just the way <laughs> but, I see, the world. <laughs> but Bernie doesn't have to drive. So. It just, it's it a just, great point. He doesn't have to drive. You're right. You're right. I'll take that back. Sorry, it, that's very ageist. It just feels he like, anyway, like so. I don't know, whoever, whoever lost Best Actress of, you know, of 2014 <laughs> saying like, but I'm going to make a go of it this year. Yeah, you know? I'm going to be in a better movie. Don't worry. The the Bernie movie that'll yeah. come out next year is going to really be the, the good uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not surprised that a lifelong politician wants to run for president again. Uh, I think he he probably thinks it's important, uh, you know, for, for him. I, I do think if he were to able to able to channel his movement behind a I would say Beto O'Rourke, but I mean somebody that has a chance of winning, you know, like a younger, more vibrant candidate. I, I could see that, but uh, I don't know. I mean, ultimately, if somebody's going to run for president, what percentage of that decision is based on ego? Like ninety percent mm-hmm. to think mm-hmm. like, well, I can run the free world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the best one to do it, right? Yeah, I think that that it takes that for somebody to actually want to be in the middle of all this craziness. You have to have that that ego, but. Um, he still has tremendous grassroots support. I mean, look, he's already raised 
three million or something like that just from this morning from over a hundred thousand. No, that was um, just from Chelsea. Actually, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> just yeah, she, three, she wrote a three, she wrote million, a $3 million dollar check. check. Yeah. I mean, so that that's the thing is he still does. That's why have, she's not here right now? She's, she's at the bank. She's yeah, moving. Exactly. She's moving things she's around. Got, she's, she's got, got a, a liquid. Yeah. No, that wasn't that wasn't all liquid. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah, exactly. So she's busy uh, next two weeks trying to deal yeah. with all that for those three million dollars. But I, I, so he, he does still have um, people that are very passionate. Um, I, I think part of the issues from 2016 were the fact that he it was divisive and the fact that he isn't technically a Democrat, even though he's caucused with Democrats for 25, 30 years. That's the biggest problem for a lot of Democrats. And I think if he if he does move forward in this campaign and it starts to get winnowed down um, this time next year, he's I, the biggest thing is, will he be able to gracefully back out and, and really aggressively support some other candidate because that is the concern is that you start splintering the Democratic vote and, mm-hmm. and you winnow it down enough and that's where you allow um, something like uh, Donald Trump to be reelected because people were so anti-Hillary after the Bernie Hillary stuff that they refused to vote for her and that's where we have to be careful this time around because you have an insurgent person who's not technically a Democrat trying to run in the party and then if they don't get that win again, is it going to disappoint a lot of these passionate people that are behind his policies, and will he be able to transfer that energy, like you said, to another candidate that may potentially have a chance to unseat Trump? Well, or whoever's running at that point. Let's uh, <laughs> let's jump ahead uh, a, a year in in time, so it'll be uh, February nineteenth, twenty twenty. Do you, Tamra? Do you think that Bernie will still be running for president one year from today? Mm, that is a good question. Thanks. Uh, Marissa I, suggested it in my ear. I <laughs> I think Bernie and or Hillary will be picked up as the vice president running mate of whoever the, the viable candidate ooh. is. Uh, well, same question to you, Scott. And then a fun follow-up. Uh, I would say, I'd say yes, uh, just because we'd just be starting... With, We're not even close to Super with, Tuesday yet. Yes, we'll yet. just be starting with the first, you know, Iowa, the caucuses. Everything will just have happened, and New Hampshire, and we'll be moving towards, you know, those bigger but races. But Super Tuesday will be soon, Yes, right? I know yeah, moved California right in, yeah. and everything, it'll be like two weeks yeah. from now. But So there's a good so chance So maybe 14 that, months from now, maybe not. But Potentially, yeah. But, I mean, at this point, we could have 15, 20 candidates running, you know, Man, that those are debates starting are to winnow it down, you know, in, yeah. in January and February. So this would be where the peak amount of people are going to be running. So, yeah, I see no reason why he wouldn't be in the mix at this point if he's declared his candidacy today. And, Tamara, how long before Hillary gets in? <laughs> she's not getting in. You don't think I, she's getting in? I know in. that you, you assume that she is. I'm, I don't, well, I got, I don't, I got I don't nothing to lose by staying on, on that. But, uh, uh, I'm not putting any money on What do you think, Scott? I, I mean, that's the concern. And, again, it goes back to what well, what you're both saying. It's just bring up these candidates again like him, uh, like Sanders, like, like Biden, um, uh, and Hillary, it's like we really just need to start looking for new, fresh people, not to be ageist or anything, but there is a chance of like it's time to turn over leadership to a new generation when you have people that are approaching mid-70s, 80 years old. Uh, it is getting to the point where it's it's it, it's, an, it's a difficult job. And it, as it is, you already have someone who has most of his day uh, taken up for executive time, and he's already in his early 70s uh, with Donald Trump as the oldest elected person in the office. And, and it is something where... It's time for somebody new. Like Hillary's had her chance. Uh, Biden has had his. Hillary's chance. had two chances. She yeah, she's had multiple chances. Exactly. And, and she Biden, lived at the White House. By the way, let's not forget for, that for, she's already for lived eight there. years. Yes, and um, so it's time for some new people. So I, I would be, 
I, I'd be disappointed even with Joe Biden running again. It's like, let's let's give the opportunity for new people. You can go out and, and support them and campaign for them as much as you want, but let's turn it over to some newer people here and, and, and get some new uh, energy into the but, into the mix. But with the name recognition for somebody like Bernie Sanders, Tamara, do you feel like that negates somebody that maybe people were starting to become more interested by, whether it be Kamala Harris or Cory Booker or... Klobuchar, whose name I love, and that sounds so presidential. I mean, do you think that people who are like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this, like, oh, wait, Bernie? And they're going to, you know, basically go to the flavor of the week? No, I mean, I got to give my party credit a little bit to be like, I think think people are going, like, we're, we haven't gotten into any, like, I, I don't know what anybody, like, I, I have absolutely no, no, um, like favorites right now just because we like nothing has really uh, you know I heard uh, Elizabeth Warren is one of the only ones that wants to has always said she wanted to abolish ice you know like there's no there's nothing that's come out like I'm sorry I'm gonna have to drink my soda just room temperature (laughs) exactly she wants to make it European yes I'm not voting for yeah Yeah. exactly I'm not voting for bringing your socialism to America I know that absolutely wasn't worth interrupting you but I I did it anyway and I'm ashamed Uh, I'm, I'm just saying like I don't know what anybody's policies really are because all that this is what's this is what's so aggravating about our media if I'm going to bash mainstream media at all is that why are the news stories that we're hearing about Elizabeth Warren's you know Native American claim Kamala Harris not being black enough um what else like well, I, my the, argument is that Elizabeth Warren isn't black enough. That's my story. I'm that's why you're that. not yeah, voting for her. Vote for Fair her. enough. Yeah, Everybody ice, has their issues. But I'm saying, like, what, why are these the things that we're hearing about right. on any of these candidates? Well, that's just so. I, I mean, I, in, in, it's a very specific issue, but I think for Elizabeth Warren, like, she has to just stop showing up at you know Native American events and like you know, because she's she's the one who keeps reminding everyone like, hey, you know that thing that I did? Yeah. I feel that you know it's like just it's, just you know stand of, on some issues. It's kind of like how we were talking with with any issue like that. That older, you know, she's she's older. How old is she? She's, she's older, almost seventy as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So that generation of politicians needs to learn that they need to stop. Like we were talking last week about the governor of Virginia, like. Who advised him? Like, just stop trying to walk back whatever stupid or awful thing that you've said. Like, just be like, yeah, I did it. My bad. Let's move forward. I'm sorry. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's move forward and not keep trying to dredge up. I mean, and and not even, you know, like, I don't mean to say that, like, her claiming Native Native American ancestry to a larger degree than is actually true is anywhere near the governor of Virginia have been in blackface but like it's just like any political misstep i feel like i'm hoping that the younger generation of politicians will be better at just being like well like um aoc when um that video went viral of her saying like the three branches like misspeaking about like the three chambers of government is what she called them or whatever and she was just like i misspoke right and i mean my bad we live in an age where people clearly can move on i mean we have a president who we we all heard him say you got to grab her by the pussy and he still became president so clearly people can move on past a lot I'd of things absolutely move on as long as you like exactly the exact same thing just effing own it yeah. and just move forward yeah i did it yeah and we, i mean that's what we Come were talking me. about 
last week uh, with Dr. Metzler was like, you know, the apology for like, oh, those blackface photos. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, no, you completely mishandle it. I think that they're going to wait for it to go away as well. But, yeah, yeah. I think people are willing to kind of, uh, I don't know, look past these things. And somebody like Elizabeth Warren, it's like, yeah, that's what people who don't, you know, who just read the headlines. You know, they see mm-hmm. what pops up on, I don't know, Google News or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I know about her. Well, you don't know anything else about her. Mm-hmm. You, I think exactly. the majority of people don't know that she wants to get rid of ICE, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to know what the issues are before, you know, you can figure out who you want to vote for. And, of course, there'll be those stages with 16 to 20 right. Democrats all vying for the same thing. You know, I don't know about you, Scott. I'm just hoping John Huntsman gets back in. You know, <laughs> I mean, that was that was just uh, crushing uh, last year. Or not last year, but, you I know. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, that's exactly. A, uh, he, he was actually... He was, a, um, he was a senator? Or? A governor, a former oh. governor of Utah. <laughs> See, and, I didn't even... Uh, was I still amb- vote for him. Was a Republican, but was ambassador to China for uh, Barack Obama, for the Obama administration. But, um, you know, I think, like, what you are saying, Tamara, it's so early in the game and I, Democrats are going to be happy to go shopping right now so to speak and kind of take the time to figure out who's the best candidate and I think that Democrats in general are going to be smarter this time around hopefully they've learned lessons from 2016 and the complacency especially after a two-term president of their party where it was a little bit easier to sit on their laurels and not be as motivated to go out and vote and really be educated about the candidate and uh, and the issues and i think this time around that democrats are not going to put any of that to chance and are going to make sure that for their own party and and, and, you know for the future of the country that they're going to make sure that that they're going to pick the best candidate that they think has the best ideals but even if they don't agree with them 100 percent, has the best chance of being able to win over the most people to um unseat trump and so i i do think people are going to be a little bit better about that this time around and, and hopefully not be as divided, but it is hard when you have someone like Bernie Sanders, who is such a divided type candidate in the sense that a lot of Democrats don't feel he fits into that purity test. So we'll have to see how it goes in the next um, several months. But at this point, the more the merrier. You know, it's the chance for everyone to really get the best ideas, hopefully, from these 15, 20 plus candidates and being able to take the best from everybody and, and what's going to work um, and, and went it down to the best candidate, who, whoever that might be at this point. Uh, we have uh, time for uh, two more thoughts. One's a very quick one. Uh, President Trump uh, was uh, a Twitter, pun intended, mm-hmm. about the Washington Post fact checkers skewering, quote, your all-time favorite president after takedown <laughs> of rambling border speech. Zachary Taylor? Uh, I was going to say James Polk, but know, uh, right? you know, we all Polk have our favorites. Great. And mm-hmm. the, um uh, yeah, yeah, it's your all-time favorite president. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly who he's talking to because I'm sure it, it's it, 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 you know it's not it's not Melania. You know, so I don't even know who he's talking to. I don't know who anybody said. But anyway, uh, the real uh, final thought though is uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg back at the Supreme Court. Uh, for her first public hearing since cancer surgery before Christmas, I guess she was able to um, uh, work from home, as it were. Uh, mm-hmm. She was able to, uh, you know, still participate, but she's back at work. Um, wh- how would you, uh, how do you summarize that feeling, uh, Tamron? I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth, but uh, to hear that she's back at work, I believe she's eighty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, Bernie can point to that. He's like, "Hey, I'm not working against Bernie." <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a baby next to Ruth Bader yeah. Ginsburg. I mean, yeah. Uh, so to hear she's back at work, what are your thoughts on that? Hey, let's uh, let's let's um, let's throw some hard meat at the wall. Let's get Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Let's get her hands dirty. She's up for it. She needs she needs somebody to like get get her in shape. Uh, maybe no, know? no, she's in shape. I think okay. I'm, I'm saying she's ready to she's ready to wrestle. She's ready to 
She's ready. Oh, so she just needs a hype man in her corner or a hype person. <laughs> pardon me. Um, okay, uh, Scott, uh, your your thoughts when you heard that uh, that story? I, that a relief, on? but as I said before, I want to kind of put her in bubble wrap and make sure she's got twenty four hour security and you know she's never alone. That's a good question. Um, do uh, do <laughs> Supreme Court justices get like a Secret Service detail? I don't. I'm not putting either of you on the spot, but no, I, you because would if think they so, don't, but... you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, those are like, uh, you know, twelve of the most important people in the world. Mm-hmm. You could say together more important than one president, but uh, you would hope that somebody's keeping them safe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to. I want to put her an extra. I think extra she's she's her wrap. she's her own worst enemy. Like in the documentary, like she does, she sleeps less than four hours a night. Like she's that much of a. And then sleeps all weekend. She's just very much a workhorse. Like, mm-hmm. just take it easy. Do some little self care, RBG. Yeah. yeah, you know, take take a nap. Take yeah. executive time. <laughs> it's it's all the kids are doing it's it now. Exactly. RBG, take some executive time. Well, uh, let us know what you think uh, in the chat if you're uh, watching the archive version, and we'll uh, get to it next week. And you can always follow the Trump Report on Twitter at Trump Report ABTV, and you can follow me at Christian DMZ. Tamara, where do people find you? Follow me on Twitter at HeyTamara underscore. And Scott, where do people and find you? you can follow me on Twitter at Sman80. Any good fights with Mitch McConnell or anybody uh, this week, or not, have you been not, busy? Not this week. I mean, Mitch McConnell's taking the week off. For, oh. you know, and so you're recess, taking the week so, off. All right, you know. great. Well, you know, look forward to next week. <laughs> All right, and speaking of next week, we will see you then uh, at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific right here. Until then, have a good one. Mwah. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.